King Astarte stood on the bridge of his brother's new starship, the A.E. Rotan. His previous vessel, the ill-fated A.E. Dorkra, had recently been destroyed. His brother had disappointed him greatly by the magnitude of his failure, but allowances must be made for family. The problem with failure was it bred unrest. In an empire as large as the Ashtoreth Empire, there was always unrest. Already, Bashar, Cade, Berseg, and Levenbrek were in open revolt. The Rotan would be sent to deal with the uprising on the Levenbrek. The shipyards on that particular world were critical to the Empire's expansion plans. Lord Captain Asdartu walked onto the bridge. His presence was not announced by his first officer, High Centurion Asktir. He was about to take the man to task when he spotted his brother the king. He immediately fell to one knee and bowed his head. My lord and my king, your presence honors the Rotan. Had I but known of your arrival, I would have had proper honors presented. Had I wanted you to know, I would have sent word ahead. I have no time for frivolities. The shipyards on Levenbrech are being threatened by factions disloyal to the Empire. You are to deal with it. At once, my lord and king, as Dartu said in a solemn voice. And, brother, dearest, whatever foolishness is going on, Put a permanent stop to it. But do not allow the shipyards to be harmed, or you will come to view the last several months as a kindness. Am I clear? Crystal clear, my lord and my king. Cat Kimbridge jogged the 25-kilometer exterior track that encircled Marine City. She had already been around the track twice when Lieutenant Commander A.G. Stone joined her. Doing 100k today, Admiral? I thought I would. The Yorktown is a wonderful ship, but it lacks the wide-open spaces that you have here. A.G. grunted in agreement. He was an augment, which meant he was finally able to keep up with the Admiral on her runs. But only if she let him. It was humbling to know that despite the improvements to his strength and stamina that he now enjoyed... Her Hesh enhancements still outmatched his. Cat looked at her friend and slowed down slightly. Don't you dare, Admiral. I like to run with you because you push me. Are you giving me an order, Commander? A.G. grunted again as he redoubled his efforts to match her pace. Yes, ma'am. I am. Cat smiled. If you're not too tired after the run today, Commander, I'd like you to attend a briefing at eleven. The brown recluse is due back, and Harry will be sharing his reconnaissance report. Won't miss it, Admiral. A.G. huffed with more energy than he felt. Twenty minutes and fifty kilometers later, they were back at Paradise Island, which was the slang name the Marines had given their training center. It was apparently a play on the name of an old American Marine base, called Paris Island. After a quick shower, Cat headed up to the main briefing room. It was already half-past ten, and she wanted to review the recluse's latest intelligence reports before meeting with Captain Harry Bedmore and the others. 
She was midway through the summary when Commodore Ruck and Captains Hikaru Takei and Vigit Purihit arrived.